0: Welcome to the Bridge in the Generation podcast. I am your host, Malak and Today, I have a very, very, very special guest. Uh, before we even get started, please, please, please smash that like button and subscribe if you haven't already. We have to get this engagement up. It's very important as far as this YouTube algorithm. So I'm going to give you a second to go ahead and knock that out right now. All right, let's go, let's go. Again, we have a very, 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 very special guest coming straight out of Toledo, Ohio, known for hits such as Computer Love, As We Lay, Go On Without You, Husband, In Your Eyes, Uh, Love Me Better Than That. I'm talking about Grammy-nominated, top 100 charting artists, legendary, I mean, been around the world, the world three times over, and um, we love her. You know, we love her. She's continued to uh, transcend uh, multiple genres, and um, it's an honor to have this artist to the platform. And I'm talking about none other than legendary, the amazing, award-winning Shirley. Let's go. The generation podcast. I am your host, Malak Arif, and today I have one of the most soulful voices in rhythm and blues in gospel history history. Uh, this artist has been an inspiration of mine for years. She is one of the first uh voices that I clung to, you know, if that's a word. <laughs> as, as, as as a child, I, I vividly remember. Uh, that first album, I'm not even going to just talk about the single that we all, but that my mom played that first album nonstop. So with all that Very being said, while,
1: did, while you were cleaning the house, right?
0: There you go. <laughs> there you go. So with all that said, it is an honor to introduce the one, the only, the lovely Miss Shirley Murdoch. How you doing today?
1: I'm doing good, brother. It's good to be with you. Thank you for having me.
0: No problem. No problem. So before we get started, I want to ask, you know, how have you been maintaining uh, through this pandemic, you look amazing. I gotta get that out there, well, thank and uh, you. <laughs> just just talk about that, you know, because I know you just got that uh, second uh, vaccination. So, I, I, oh know, yeah, I, oh
1: yeah, but you know, yeah. it's been a, it's been a challenge for us, just like everybody, you know. Um our livelihood was totally shut down, you know, no concerts, no, no ministering in church, no plays, nothing. Mm -hmm. And so, but I saw it as an opportunity and like many, many people, I think felt this way. It was an opportunity to hit reset. Reset mm. in so many areas of our lives, you know, whether it's reset um, in your relationship with your husband, your wife, your significant other, your family, your children. You know, normally everybody's off and off doing their own thing. <laughs> but during COVID, you know, we had to come together, decide, you know, when we're going to go to the grocery store, what's on the list, Who we're going to split that up, We're we going to get what, so <laughs> we get in and get out, right? I know and that's so, right. Um, but, you know, uh, it gave us an opportunity to kind of reacquaint, re, uh, reacquaint ourselves with each other. But it also was an opportunity to hit reset, even in your spiritual life, in your relationship with God. You know, not being able to go to church, you know, like we normally do, a lot, a lot of things you take for granted. No there's an old saying: you don't miss your water till you well runs yes, right. dry. So you know, you <laughs> you 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 don't you don't realize what a what a privilege it is to go into the house of the Lord and to worship and fellowship. And so no we're missing all that social, all that. But we learned how to use what was what was available. It stretched us. Um, mm. COVID, I think, cause it. shored up, it shored up my faith muscles, you know, to build them back up, you know, <laughs> believe in God for the day to day, you know, like, yeah. I, know you go, I know, never seen the righteous forsaken, no seed begging bread. you're going to feed me today. We're going to have <laughs> no. clothes today. We're going to have, you know, a roof over our head, but you know, there were a lot of losses, you know, uh, I lost loved ones. A lot of people lost loved ones during COVID and it was really rough, but, but we made it, we survived it and the whole world prayed. Yeah. we prayed for an answer, which was, I know we'll get into my new single, but that was the, the inspiration behind that single, People Get Ready, because I grew up in a time, you know, where, yeah. where artists, the music would always reflect what was going on in the times, you know, whether it was uh, James Brown, Say It About <laughs> I'm Black and I'm Proud. No doubt, or, no or, doubt. You know, Gay, What's Going On, even yeah. the, you know, John and Let It Be, <laughs> you know, or if it was, um, you know, Curtis Mayfield and the Impressions, um, People Get Ready. So we Wanted to put something into the atmosphere yeah. that would combat or, uh, you know, overshadow all that mm. was going on, all the vitriol that was in the atmosphere, from, politically speaking, from the left and right, um, all the, the you know, the social injustice, the, the murders right. of Floyd of, of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, and way too many to name. Uh, and but you know, we were praying for an answer because people were dying, all yeah. so many people dying of COVID. We we're praying for an answer, but you know, I will always believe that when you pray, you have to you your belief. Believing that God not only hears prayer, but He answers prayer. So to prepare no, no. yourself for the answer, or yeah. you will miss it. My no, mom no. used to say, "Baby, you, when you when you're stepping out on faith, stepping out when you step out on faith, that means stepping out on nothing." and landed on something so that that song i'm sure we'll talk about it was the inspiration to try to let people know to get ready get ready you don't want to miss it so when these vaccines came and when all these answers came because there's a train of change that's coming and you don't need no ticket all you got to do is get on board your faith is the key to you know to hear the diesel humming to know it's on its way so get ready prepare yourself and, and, and when it comes jump on jump on that train amen brother
0: amen amen so so look um that 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 sermon that i just received that just uplifted my my spirit i needed oh, that right now
1: amen amen. you
0: know I, I needed that right now you know and uh thank you for just those those wise words and i know that you have a great uh spiritual foundation so what i want to do i want to go back i want to go back and talk about you know how and where did all of this come from? As far as you uh, learning about your ability to be able to uh, transform this amazing voice and put it on on uh, on recordings and just be able to, you know, transcend you like transcend time. Text, <laughs> yeah, with <laughs> really eight tracks. <laughs> yes, yes. So so take take me back. You know, let's go back to you know you're originally from Toledo, Ohio. Yes, correct? I am.
1: I grew up in Toledo, Ohio, a young girl who recognized that she had this gift. And not only do I have a gift, I believe that God gives all of us a gift. And that gift is a glimpse of your future self. You know, um, kind of getting that glimpse of your purpose of of, of the why yeah. am I here and right. and 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 my talents, the things, the gifts that God has given me. How how can I use these? Because He gives us these things not for us, but to be a blessing to everybody else. Yeah. As I, I think I came out of the womb singing, to be honest with you, because I never <laughs> remember not yeah. being able to sing, even as a young yeah. girl. You know, right. uh, sitting in front of the hi-fi. <laughs> you know, back in the day where you put the needle on the record if it skip, you put a dime on it or something. Oh yeah down and so um I grew up listening to people like great singers like Aretha Franklin and, mm. and Gladys Knight and Stevie Wonder and there was a singer by the name of Linda Jones who had a song called Hypnotize. and and I was checking out this what's she doing there with hypnotized you got me so I'm like what is she doing Ooh. so I learned you know I took a master class from the masters you know and so um as I grew up you know uh, I was you know, watching those black and white matinees with that little curly haired white <laughs> girl. My name is Shirley Temple. Oh, yeah. Her name was Shirley, so I could relate <laughs> and she can sing <laughs> and she could dance. And I that's I'm telling you, that's when I saw myself. That's when I saw myself, that glimpse of myself in the future that one day I'm gonna do that. So but as I began to grow up in Toledo singing in my church choir and and growing my relationship with God, I thought that gospel would be the avenue that I would that I would go, and those mm. doors never opened for me. I got offers time and time again to sing mainstream, and I kept turning it down thinking I'm going to be a gospel singer. And what really blew my mind, because I used to sing in weddings and funerals and things like that, I remember right. us singing a song called Inseparable. Inseparable by Natalie Cole. Natalie and Cole, thinking, yeah lord why do i feel your presence you know this anointing why am i feeling what i feel yeah. when i'm singing gospel and this is not a gospel song what is up and then i noticed the way that people were responding to inseparable the same way they responded when i was singing gospel and what i discovered is that it's not what i sing it's where i sing from
0: mm, talk about that a little expound on that because you know i i did my research and I uh I did come to find out that you uh, uh, initially wanted to go in the direction of gospel. So, you know, talk about that, that talk about um, that time trying to make it in the gospel arena and what led you to uh, Rhythm and Blues? Well,
1: I was continually, you know, trying to sing gospel. I did concerts locally and things like that. And I I, I sung like the A&B selection and stuff like that in various churches, you know, various programs. My, okay. my, my, my church choir was, was very active in the city. We had an annual concert at a big uh, concert hall in Toledo. And so um, you know, we were very active, y- young people, just loving God.
2: Right. And so
1: I even ministered, uh, I left Toledo and moved to Columbus, Ohio for a little while because right. I was ministering with a a, 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 a crusade team called Tetrick the entire revival evangelistic crusade and so we would go to various cities throughout the country we would be there for a week and we wow. would hold a revival and I was the praise and worship leader so uh now, now
0: now now um how old were you during this time cuz I was in
1: my 20s two, early 20s when okay like cuz you know 22 23
0: yeah cuz crusades they traveled all over the country all over the world
1: yeah yeah and so um so uh I one of, one of the, one of the crusades we did was back in my hometown. And so the theme of that crusade was called Jesus is love. So we adopted the Commodore song, Jesus is love. And, and my mom had a, 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 a a cassette copy of me singing that song. And I have a cousin, her name is Jill. She worked for Troutman Enterprises. She worked for Roger Troutman. you know, Roger Troutman and Zap. And so she came to visit and my mom let her hear that tape and she took it back to let Roger and Larry Troutman hear it. And when they heard it, they were like, okay, who's this girl, does she want to make records? So when I got home, my family was geek, man. They was like, whoo, okay. And Roger and zap. Okay, okay, wait, wait, hold up. Who is Roger? And what's the Zap? Okay. Hold on, hold on. Let me stop
0: you for a second. Let me stop you for a second. <laughs> now, from from what I'm getting from you, you know, your 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 upbringing is pretty much, you know, gospel. Yes. You know, non- I mean, but, but secular, secular music. So no, so I mean, were you were you it familiar always, with
1: there was always music in the house. Okay. All kinds of music in the house. Okay, and I was a big Jackson Five fan, you know, as as a young girl as well. But I said, as I began to grow in my relationship with God, I was moving closer to Him and 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 feeling like I was called to do this gospel music. And I tried, and it was never the the doors didn't open, you know. And so, but
0: that, but but let me stop you for a second. That's what that's what I mean. Like you were kind of moving away from rhythm and blues as you as you start getting older.
1: Correct me if I'm wrong. Okay, let let me let me back it up. Okay. Um, as Go a ahead. young girl, gotcha. when I was a little girl, I, I yeah. wanted to be famous. I wanted to sing all over the world. Gotcha. I gave my life to the Lord when I was 15 years old. So okay. from 15, I started pursuing this gospel Arena, oh, okay. Okay? okay. So as a young girl still p- pursuing this gospel career. I mean, I would go to Detroit and sing to the midnight musicals and things like that, but you know, something that Larry Trotman said to me, um, in this pursuit, he said, you know, if you look at the music business, like a piece of pie and we're talking like the early eighties,
2: gotcha.
1: said gospel music is only like one little small slither of, the, yeah. of, of that, of the, of the whole piece of pie of the music industry. No doubt. And so there wasn't a lot of room on that ship. You know, and so <laughs> but I left Roger. I told Roger, I said, Listen, I don't want to sing RB, I want to sing gospel. He said so we don't have any connections in, in gospel, but if yeah. you ever want to give us a try, we'd like to help you. So I left there saying thank you, but no, thank you as well. Like I yeah. turned off every other opportunity to sing mainstream. But I stopped yeah. and said, God, why is this the only door that's opening? Could this be mm. the avenue that you have for me? And so I walked by faith through the open door. And for me, walking by faith through the open door did not mean leaving the Lord, leaving my relationship right. because my relationship, I, I'm really happy that I didn't get discovered until I was about 25 or 26 because that gave me an opportunity. Uh, Malik, right? Uh,
0: Malak. Malak. <laughs> Malak. That's fine. Yeah.
1: Okay. I'll make, make sure I get it right. It's I all good. I wanted to make sure that um, I wasn't born on my own juice. You know, I wanted to make sure that Okay, for me, I never separated my spiritual life from my everyday life. Okay. My spiritual life informs my everyday life. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, okay, well, you're saved on Sunday and and Monday through Saturday, you do your own thing. My heart was always toward God and wanting to please God in everything that I did to please him with my life. And so when... When that opportunity came, I said, God, why is this the only door that's opening? Could this be where you have me to go? See, I also believe that God gives everybody the measure of grace for the call on their life, okay? Mm-hmm. So, if not, you know, everybody's not called to do this. But if, right. but if, if you're called to do this and you have the grace for it, in other words, you can get in and get out unscathed, okay? okay. So, for instance, like I went from the church, from the choir stand. When, and when I was making my record, Roger invited mm. me to come out and, and to sing background with Zap, which is a great opportunity for a young artist coming up. Right. Oh, no doubt. So I went from the, from the, uh, from the, from the choir stand, you know, to the club. Well, I went, you know, that was culture shock, you know, but the awesome thing that God did for me, he put me in a drug free organization. Mm. So it was never any drugs. They, uh, the Troutman brothers, they they understood who I was and whose I was. So they never crossed the line. I don't have a me too story. They looked out for me. You know, they, they were very, very protective of me. They taught me so much about the music business. Roger taught me so much about recording. And so my my testimony in mainstream is not drugs, alcohol or, or depraved life. My right. testimony is that the Holy Ghost will keep you if you want to be kept. So wherever you go, <laughs> we're supposed to be salt and light. If, if you're a yeah. Christian, if right. that's what you really right. believe, we're supposed right. to be light. We light the way. We illuminate the way. And light shines brightest in darkness. Isn't that right? Amen. So, Amen. But we also, we're salt. So salt right. not only saves, it makes things better. You know some good old Larry season of salt to make your food <laughs> taste a whole lot better. <laughs> but it also makes you thirsty. So we have to be salty enough in our lives to make people thirsty for what's inside of us. So for me, it was an opportunity to go beyond the four walls of the church and be salt and light wherever God planted me.
0: Okay, okay, Interesting. Interesting. So so let's 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 talk about you um, connecting with uh, Roger Troutman, the Troutman Brothers Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, talk about your entrance into. Uh, mainstream uh, music. So what was your um, your big break? I know you had a song uh, that, that came out a uh, girl cut it out originally <laughs> cut with, uh, way back. Yeah, yeah, so 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 you know what happened with that and, and talk to me, you know from that point to uh, You guys uh, putting out uh, you guys connecting with uh, you, you collaborating collaborating with uh, Roger and Charlie Wilson on computer love and you know talk about that.
1: Okay, so when I decided that I was gonna give this music a try, um i I made a demo you know back then you you do a demo so they can yeah. stop the deal, right? So right, right. I was signed to Roger Troutman's production company, and so I did a demo. I was still living in Toledo, and I commuted back and forth from Dayton to Toledo gotcha. and uh, so we, we we did a demo tape and and uh, we we decided that Electra Records would be the record company for me. So, uh, again, I was making my record. I was commuting back and forth. And one day Raj called and said, Shirley, if we're going to make this record. I need you to move to Dayton. He said, because you, you're used to singing in church. You're used to, you know, just being free. He yeah. said, but I have to teach you how to sing in this, on records. I have to teach you how to sing in the pocket you know, in the pocket that you got to lay that thing be between the yeah, foot and the snare. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm a pocket queen now, baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and so, yeah. um, so that's when I moved to Dayton to make my record. And like I said, in the interim, he a- asked me to come out and sing background, which is really cool. Cause like I said, I was getting ready to be an artist. I could glean and learn. I got really, basically got a master class from the master, mm-hmm. you know, uh, of how to do radio. I actually, I actually took care of all the Rogers radio interviews and things like that. So that gave me an opportunity to interact with not only, um, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the PDs, you know, the, the, um, of, of the radio station, the MDs and the PDs. Played and I got to before, know all yeah. the people in the, in, in the, like the record reps that would go all over the country to get the records played and, mm-hmm. and the club owners and, 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 and various venues. So by the time my record came out, I was already acquainted with them and they were acquainted with me.
2: No doubt.
1: So, um, in the interim, um, you know, every project that Roger worked on because we were uh, we were uh, like a big uh, just, you know, a uh, Troutman Troutman production company. I was a part of that. Every project he worked on, we all worked on it. You know, Roger's missing yeah. the record. We meet everybody. We be in there sometime. I'm sleeping. I'm sleeping under the piano, catching a nap until he need a vocal, you know, and I used to go. Let's let
0: me slow Sorry. down. Let's slow down. Let, let me go back because the first time I've ever heard you on a, um, a zap project was zap four. Mm-hmm. Now, when did you enter the camp? As far as you know, cl- working with the the Troutman Brothers, what this, album was that?
1: This this no this was this is before my record came out.
0: No, 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 that's what I'm saying. But like, like I I know you you focused on on uh, Zap Four, but were you working with them on Zap Three, Zap Two, Zap
2: One? I was around?
1: working on a Sugarfoot project. You know, I, I was working with. um the, who would come in the studio would be chet and diamond from um ohio, from players. ohio players you know so any project, <laughs> any project that came in yeah. you know we we were all a part of it doing backgrounds yeah. and things like that yeah. human body you know um everything you know yeah. we we, you can, we were doing
0: as that, you can right? see I got, I got i got i got got Roger in the background right here uh-huh,
1: see there you go uh-huh. there we go there we go yeah yeah so, and so talk, we were all working that. on projects and and roger was touring at the time so it took time to yeah. actually complete my record, so we between and so, um, so in the interim, you know, we did uh, "Girl, Cut It Out." I think that was that might have been on Zap Three or, or yeah. Wonder Roger, yeah, on Zap Three. Zap Three. Zap Three. And so, you know, we were still we we're working on Zap Four, still on the road, going back and forth, you know, yeah. on touring and coming back into the studio, you know, to record. And then that's when I collaborated with him with um, on Zap Four with Computer Love
0: talk about that let's 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 go this is the this is a classic record (laughs)
1: and
0: i i i I have to hear this story you know i i I told myself i want to take my time with this one because this is a classic so talk about that
1: okay well ari okay well this was during a time where roger thought that people might have been tired of listening to the talk box so he had a conversation with my husband, uh Dale DeGrode, who is a keyboard player and music director. And, and and so Dale said to him, Well, no, people are not tired. He said, Maybe you could just try it a different way, maybe do a, a love song with between computers or a ballad or something like that. Right. So there was a song from the Sugarfoot record called I Will Be Your Star that that Dale actually, you know, did the track. So Dale took that, took, took that track that, you know, that doom mm-hmm. that. Okay. Dun. And so yeah. uh he took that and and gave it to Roger, and Roger sat, took the talk box and started singing the hook of Computer Love. So, Charlie Wilson came to town. What, one thing about us singers, when we hear some good music, we want to sing on it. <laughs> so Charlie stopped riffing, and Roger is the type of dude he 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 never wanted us to waste it. He, he you know he said well, he wants you to hold up until he can get it ready to record. So he might yeah, put yeah. It on your mouth or like, no 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 <laughs> don't waste it. so so at that time the verses were not written all there was was the track and you know the the hook you know computer love and then so and then so whatever Roger sang with 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 the talk box charlie (laughs) did, did the call and response so um like i said there were no verses so raj and i went into our rehearsal hall and started working on the verses and i actually wrote the verses to computer love mm. and so and then so I, I i would lay it down you know with the human voice he would come back over with the talk box so it's of that is like a is a blend between the human and talk box it's mm. like a, a hybrid you know right, right. so and if you notice the talk box starts you started to be able to understand what the talk box was saying. Right, right. Further along down the road, because then and then he started adding like, a, "I want to be your man." Then he sang along with the talk box. So, but yeah, so that's how computer love came about. And um, I don't even think, I'm not even sure if the record company really recognized that that was a hit. But <laughs> see, back then, back then it wasn't so much the, the record company recognizing, it was the the DJs right. letting letting the people hear. it. So if you put it into the ears of the people, they can decide what yeah. they like and what they don't like. And that's one of the things that's missing in music today. There's somebody sitting up in an office somewhere, not even a part of the community, don't have exactly. a clue. <laughs> and they're deciding what it is that we're listening to. But uh but that's how computer love came along and it's been it's lasted for over like as we lay celebrated 35 years this year so computer love was older than that right and, right. and to, computer love got pregnant it came out a,
0: a, a year apart.
1: Yeah, so Computer Love got pregnant and had some babies. <laughs> so you know, a lot of people sampled Computer Love from Biggie yeah. and to Pot, and, yeah. you know, and now you know, like Justin Bieber and Usher and yeah. Neo. So many people have, have sampled Computer Love. So. Computer Love has kids and grandkids, and it's been many years. and And it's wonderful to see that you know young people today are just loving that beat is still still happening. They love it, you know. And it's amazing that your music can can live on, you know, and out and outlive you. You okay. know, Roger's gone, and his music music is still lives on. After I'm gone, prayerfully, my music will still live on. Oh, that's you know? a fact.
0: It most <laughs> definitely will. You got some, you, you, like I said, you you had one of those unique voices. And the thing is, you know, you sang during a time where it was just, I mean, some of the best singers ever. So for you to stand out is a testament to your talent.
1: You know, I was scared. I was really scared because. I can't, I can't tell. So so talk to me so about that. I'll tell that. you why I was scared because at yeah. time, you know, there wasn't a lot of like female singers out there that had really big voices you know we're talking like vanity you know like it was like really like you know yeah. you know really really cute, cute song voice. It, it was kind of
0: it was kind of dying out like the the because you were young like yes. like like gladys and you was so much you was much younger yeah than yeah, me.
1: yeah 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 but and so you know and, and you know and then rap started coming in too but i remember when, when jennifer Holiday came out with it, and i'm telling you i'm not going i said okay i'm gonna be all right i got me a lane now i got I'm me a lane right. <laughs> <laughs> so talk to me
0: about you know um from that transition uh doing that collaboration with uh charlie wilson roger this this huge hit because that song ended up becoming a hit a number one single 1985 And that was your time to put out a solo project. So what was the the vision? Uh, Shirley Murdoch, 1986, on her own, about to put out her own project. What was what was that like?
1: Well, actually, my record was held back a year. Okay. it was held back a year because the lecture was going through uh, going through a, 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 a change of regime, you know, different president, different president, whole different different group. And right. so of course, you know, when you waited a long time, you know, for it to come out. And you know, I you know I cried because I was like, <laughs> oh no, it's going a year. But you know, everything works together for the good, you know. And it was good that it that it, it didn't go out because when you've got a regime change, the, the new people that are coming in, they want to make their own mark. They don't want to build I hear the that a lot. foundation. So, I hear that a lot. so to wait, you know, to just so get in place. And have everybody in place to be able to go work that record um so i was touring you know with uh with roger mm-hmm. still singing background for him while computer love was out and um also slow and easy was out and so i came out as a feature uh before my record i i came out i did a fee i was featured i did freeway of love by. I was, just,
0: I, I, was, I was just about to mention <laughs> that I, I, that was about to be my next like talk yeah. about that what was that like linking up with the queen of soul and 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 tell me what does she think of you as you know as well, y- you your know, what, no
1: no no. see what well, the thing is is on the on the zap show roger yeah. brought me out as a as a feature okay. right 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 okay right. and so i came out and i did freeway of love i also did let the music play by shannon do you remember that let the music play. yes i would step up in the background and come out to the front and roger was always very very unselfish about letting people come out front you know many people that i wouldn't just share the stage but he didn't mind he only had one requirement what's that don't bore my fans
0: don't bore oh don't
1: <laughs> not bore my fans do not bore my fans
0: what was a Roger show like you know like
1: because oh, like, like, I, I
0: don't see that many like when I, I i check the you know i'm not old enough to remember like going to a live show back then i i i, I I've been to a live show like right before he passed when I was in my early 20s, but I'm talking about that time. What was a, a zap show like?
1: To, have you ever gone to a three-wing circus? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I've never been to a so three-wing circus. So much going circus. on
1: because I like get in, in a big like Ringling Brothers circus yeah. and like and the spotlight goes here and it's the yeah. elephants. And then the spotlight goes there and there's somebody on the on the, on the the top, on the, on the flying yeah. capis. Yeah. It was always something going on. High energy, energetic, never a dull moment. Right. And... And, and they're still doing that today you know the the, the group you know pre-covid the you know the, the group is you know my husband's still the music director roger's brother his younger brother terry who we call zap he okay. plays the talk box bark thomas who's a bass player he plays the talk box my husband never played the harmonica he picked <laughs> up the harmonica and he plays harmonica on do why Diddy. so to me it's like a piece of roger just dropped off on all of them and yeah. we're all still family you know we're still doing it together and um and, and God has been so good and so faithful and he's he's given us the strength to continue even in Thank the God. midst of you know of the tragedy you know having just the, the faith to just keep on walking to keep on and i just believe that that you know Roger is so pleased with everything cuz not only are we still doing it but we're still together so while i was on tour with with Roger you know and doing these songs and computer love was out we did a big tour called the body blast tour and um Dougie Fresh and oh, Andre yeah. Simone and uh uh, uh uh let's see uh the meeting in the ladies room that that that, that group oh, uh, climax,
0: climax climax it was yeah.
1: huge okay yeah. and so we were on that on that body blast tour and computer love was really big after that my record started making some noise so Roger's brother, who was both of our managers, he said, Shirley, your your record's making some noise and it's time for you to, to leave Zap. It's time for you to go out on your own. And let me tell you what Roger did. Roger gave me his band so I would not go out there by myself. Wow! He gave me his brothers. He gave me everybody except Dale.
0: That's <laughs> love. <long>. Except, <laughs> except,
1: except his music director. Yeah. Yeah. And then he got some other guys. So then we had two bands. I, I went out, I did the Luther tour, and I was doing all yeah. that stuff. And then, and then Roger went out. And then there came a time, you know, we brought it all back together. But that just shows you the heart of Roger. He wouldn't let me go out there by myself. I was comfortable, you know, with his yeah. brothers and with the band. And he sent me out there with his band. Ah, man, I tell you, that's just... There are no words. There are no words to express my love for Roger and my appreciation. You know, he again, he taught me so much. He, uh, Larry asked me early on, do you want to do you want to hit record or do you want to do you want a career? And that's a question I think people, young people need to ask themselves. Yeah. Do I do I do I want to hit record? Or do I want a career? He said hit records go up the charts and down the charts, up right. and down. He said, but but you you have to build a career. Yeah. If, time and patience to build a career. Mm-hmm. And when you build a career, even even when there's not a record out, you're, 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 you've landed on a plateau, you know. So it was really good stuff. And Roger also told me, he said, that as we lay, can't start, can't stay on the top of the charts. He said, because it's so popular right now, the record company, they love you. You are the best thing since sliced bread. They'll name their kids after you. <laughs> he said, but when that record comes off the chart, down the charts, they're going to take your poster down, put somebody else's up, and you'll be lucky if they accept your phone call. He said, this is what you do. You do a great record. You follow that up with a great live performance, but this is the key. Stay touchable to the people. Mm and they will support you for the rest of your life. And I tell you, it's true. I saw it to be evident in his own life, even to this very day. Roger's music is still alive. People remember when they encountered. I remember I talked to Roger. They right. they, they never forget their encounter with Roger Troutman. And so and he taught me that. I watched him. I gleaned. I learned from him. So whether I have a record or not, whether I have a record on the charts or not, I'm number one with some people who love me because I've, I've shown them how much I appreciate them, their role in my life being a dream come true. No doubt.
0: No doubt. So we know um, Roger, um, unfortunately uh, and tragically passed away mm-hmm. in uh, 1999. He was, uh, you know, he was killed by his brother. Now, what was it like, you know, getting that phone call? You know, just take me back to that, if you don't mind. I know that was a, a it
1: tragic was, It was horrific. Tragic experience. It was, it's, the best, it's the most horrible phone call you ever want to get. Actually, Dale called me. I was on the road and Dale called me and told me that because my niece didn't. She, she lived on the street from the studio and to hear that news and then i end up telling lester you know that's news that you would never you'd never want to get let alone have to tell another family member but it was it was mind-blowing because nobody had a clue didn't have a clue because that wasn't what right. that wasn't that wasn't the relationship they were like it was like roger and larry you know like uh mutton jeff you know roger and larry yeah. you know and, I but for me it was it was especially hard because it was sorrow upon sorrow because my mother passed away six months before that. Oh, so it was very, 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 very hard. But but I can say that that God is faithful, you know. I say I should be in the crazy house on crack. <laughs> but, wow. but God was faithful. He's he's been my comfort, it's been my strength, you know, to be able to go on and to celebrate, you know, and the memory. And I would have I've said this time and time again only because it's true. I'd rather have loved them and lost them to have never had them at all yeah. because of the impact that they both made in my life.
2: No
1: doubt. No so no doubt. having them in my, in my life was a blessing. I'm still chewing off of the, the wisdom. I'm still following, you know, the teachings all right. and the, all the just the, the wisdom that I, that they shared with me, you know, and I try to pass that on to the younger generation as I encounter them.
0: Now I know you know I recently I was in uh, Dayton, Ohio, I believe, like twenty sixteen, and at this time, you know, they ha- it, there is a, a dedication for him, and I know that you played a huge uh, role in that. So talk about uh, you working with the uh, the city of uh, Dayton and as far as uh, you know, keeping uh, Rogers' legacy alive. I was outside the actual uh, facility where he was where he was murdered. So so talk to me a little bit about that.
1: Okay, well, I remember going going downtown. So there, there's a main drag called Salem Avenue, and that's the studio is on the corner of Salem and Catalpa. Right. And I looked over to my right, and I saw it like something was going on, in, you know right there where the studios used to be. And I was like, well, what, whatever's going on, this, this is hollow ground. You know, this cannot be overlooked about the things that happened here on this corner you know right. these brothers you know they they could have moved anywhere they 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 could have lived in la new york you know anywhere where it was right. where it was popular for artists to right, live. Right. but they, they were from hamilton ohio and they decided to stay in ohio
0: no now, so no now, real quick real real quick how far is hamilton from dayton
1: probably cincinnati is an hour so hamilton is about like about maybe 30 about 30 35 35 minutes away okay yeah. And so what they wanted to do is, you know, n- not only were they blessed financially, you know, because of the music, but they wanted to, they want to give back to the community. So they started a construction company. And so they started building houses, you know, in the urban areas and things like that uh, to, 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 to just to, to make it better. Okay. And so I remember thinking there's no way it, it was like it was like there was like a fire in my belly. There's no way that the city or anybody could do anything and not pay tribute to Roger and Larry and the Trotman brothers.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I got in touch with, uh, you know, it, it was nothing but God, the favor of God, putting me in touch with the right people. You know, it was Good, Good Samaritan Hospital and it was the Phoenix Project. And it was, you know, various entities that were that were dealing with, with, with what was going on. They even hired a, a local artist by the name of Michael Bashaw to, to, create, a, to create a sound sculpture okay so so when i got involved in it you know they opened, they, they received me, you know, open, open door, you know, received me and I was very much a part. I not, I became a part of what was going to happen okay. there on that corner. And so, you know, we did fundraisers and things like that to, to get that going. And I was just really honored to play uh, to play a role to, so that Rogers music would not be forgotten. And there's a, that sound sculptures called, I can make you dance when the wind blows. It's, it, it's, a, I think it, it plays, it, it, it's, it's in the key of, I can make you dance. And then there are various plaques there talking about the story. But let me tell you how good God is. Just last year, well, like pre-COVID, two students from Bowling Green University they were doing a a paper okay. dealing with uh, black you know black music, <clears throat> and 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 dealing with uh, getting Ohio markers. So then I received a phone call about that so i I was very much involved in um helping them gather the information and everything for the marker so now not only is that sound sculpture there but now there is an ohio marker that will be there forever talking about about the studios and how 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 many hit records were made out of that studio so that's a it's now become a part of ohio history so that's a. whoa, a, a whoa. Much-
0: hold on time mouse. so you're telling me that studio is the same studio that they recorded like zap one saps all those albums yes see i did i didn't know i just thought it was a a newer studio i didn't, i thought no, it was a new no, studio no
1: no no they built the studio as a matter of fact
0: so you recorded your your album in that studio as well i did Cause I know um when I look at the credits, I you know, you mentioned um that um Roger allowed you to use uh his band, but I look at the credits, the same uh guys that played on the um on the Zach albums, they were on your albums as well.
1: Yeah. Because we <laughs> because we were we were all a yeah. we were all a production company, all encompassing, right. you know. And we, and when we went on, on tour, we were the band and we were the crew.
2: <laughs> I know that's right. I you know, know that's we did
1: right. everything. And so yeah, so now that 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 studio, you know, where it was raised, it, it is a part of, of Ohio history, history forever. History. Even That's when history. I'm dead and gone, you know, yeah. that, that, that history is there. So, and, and, and another reason why I think I had such a fire in my belly about it was because I thought about Roger's children. I thought about Larry's children. I thought about their families. I didn't want that corner to always have that, that negative impact of, of that horrific day and, and, and what happened. I wanted, I wanted I wanted them to have something else to see that some good came out of that studio. So yeah. some good came off from that corner, you know, lives were changed from that corner. So I wanted, I wanted that legacy to be there where, you know, and so they can go by and say, my family contributed to the city of Dayton. My family contributed to, you know, the music industry worldwide. I wanted their children to be able to have that to have that have that confidence and to have that you no, know no. that that pride you know and so that's why i had such a fire in my belly you know to to get that done and i really praise god you know that he allowed that to happen i'm it for his favor and every opportunity to do that so but now my next thing is to get the street named after him so that's that's next <laughs> oh that's right and now
0: now i know uh ohio has the uh the um Ohio has the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, oh, I believe. Mm-hmm. Now, do Ohio, um, do you guys have your own like music Hall of Fame?
1: We have the Funk Museum.
0: Yeah, because you, it's have the, oh, the, that's you the, guys have got some Funk legends.
1: Museum. We have a friend of ours who writes the records. He's from Scotland. His name is Jesse Ray, and he wears the helmet. He has his <laughs> uh, his claymore, his sword, and he yeah. has the whole giddy up right jesse ray and he i think his claymore is at the is at the funk museum so you know he's a he's like a a funkster from from scotland (laughs) and so yeah there's a lot a lot of history there so yeah you can you you can find that um on instagram and everything like that yes so
0: i want i want to switch gears for a second because again we're talking about ohio and i can talk about ohio music literally all day now you mentioned that you know you work with uh in the early stages you work with the legendary Sugarfoot uh Bonner of the Ohio Players
1: Sugarfoot <laughs>
0: Yeah so talk to me about working with Sugarfoot oh. and and his pian- and the pianist of the legendary Ohio Players <laughs> Mr. Billy Beck who also wrote, co-wrote a lot of your early material so well, he Talk about that he
1: co-wrote as we lay with uh, with Larry and um Actually, I think I went to the studio with Billy Beck with uh, for "Going Without You." I think I think I went with him for a little while. Um, oh, that's as, you know, my
0: song right there. I love that yeah, one.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, as a story to go with that one too. But but Sugarfoot was just a, a, an amazing, amazing yeah. person. I, I have I have I have much love for him and and for his for his creativity and for his gift. <laughs> And it was reciprocated, you know. Um, I actually was on his very last project. I did oh, a do it with him called Where Where is My Lady? You might have to find that somewhere. I'm gonna um, look for it. But 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 Sugarfoot, he was so passionate about the music. If he wasn't feeling it, he wasn't gonna sing it. Mm. He wasn't feeling it, he wasn't gonna do it. He gotta come back another day. <laughs> 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 He's gonna, he has to feel it, you know, because right. he really he really put his Guts in there. He put everything in there, yeah. and Billy Beck. You know, B- Billy Beck was also a church kid too.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. So, I, I, I seen yeah. him recently. Still playing with. The, still yeah. playing that organ in church. Talk yeah, yeah.
1: That. So he's just a good guy. You know, Billy Beck. He was also awesome to work with too. So I've been blessed to work with a lot of really just. Legends, you know. Legends, uh, legends. I remember doing, doing some sessions with Chet and Diamond, you know, from Woo, from from, uh, Ohio. from Ohio players, and Ohio has a plethora of artists, you know. We got Midnight Star, you know, Zap and Roger. Did, oh yeah, Dio, Slave, uh, Slave, Slave. Uh, we got the OJs, Lavert.
2: <laughs> so a lot of artists come out of
1: Ohio. Absolutely. Uh huh. Anita Baker absolutely was born in Toledo. She she grew oh. up in Detroit. But Anita Becker was born in Toledo. Yes.
0: Now, what was the you know, I want to go back for, uh, for just for a quick second. Now, what was the the the, the Toledo? You know, what was the, the the sound of Toledo back, you know, in the you know, when you were younger? Because I don't know of any other artists that come out of T- Toledo. You're the only artist that I know that come out of Toledo. I know a bunch of athletes, but I don't know of any artists that came out of Toledo. So who was the local artist that inspired you? If there was any,
1: there was a lady by the name of Lavola Whitaker, a gospel singer. She was awesome, but you know. But most of my influence came from from Detroit. You know Aretha. You know yeah. Stevie, the Clark yeah. sisters. You know. Oh, yeah. There was also you know uh, on the gospel side. There was also Shirley Caesar.
0: I know. was just now, now. I gotta stop you one second. Do do you ever get tired of people mixing you up for Shirley Caesar? Do people ever call you Shirley Caesar Every sometimes?
1: Then, you know what? I would probably let's say, let's say out of a hundred times maybe three out of a hundred, but you know, it's okay. You know, I don't, I don't trip. I mean, because that's mama Shirley. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah.
0: Cause you both have these amazing voices and your birth name is Shirley and you both do gospel. You know? Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all, it's, it's all good. Yeah. You know, I don't want people to feel bad, you know, cause it's, 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 Hey, it's easy. It's easy to do. You know,
0: I, I'm really apologizing for myself cause I'm not gonna lie. I do that sometimes I like, because you guys are my favorite singers. I have, I, I, I have no idea why i do that but like i stopped doing that years ago but i used to for some reason and i don't know why i just i don't know that many people named shirley i'm gonna be honest hey, check
1: this out. i
0: don't know anybody hey, named shirley other than youtube never met i never met anybody named shirley it's,
1: it's probably better for the mix shirley murdoch with shirley caesar with gospel but you don't want to miss shirley caesar with as we lay
0: <laughs> Ooh, so so speaking of as we lay let's talk about that so sure. I just come to find out recently that "As We Lay" was originally uh, written uh, uh, by uh, Billy Beck and Larry Larry Troutman on the uh, the the talking um, the Human Body. Roger Troutman he had a group called the Human Body. Now I have that I have that original album, uh, the Human Body, but this album doesn't have that song. So so talk about recording that song and. You know, because I heard there's a story behind that. So let, let's, if you don't mind, uh, diving into that. Because this one is this is it's pretty interesting.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, everybody in our camp thought "As Relay was going to be a hit with with Billy Beck because Billy Beck sang it. You know, and, and Beck can sing. Okay. Beck, he's very underrated. Very and underrated. so we thought it was a hit because you know people could understand it. Either they were in that situation or you know it's like a movie or a soap opera. People, you know, just life. Right. So. Um, we thought it would be a hit record, but unfortunately, it never got into the ears of the people. Like, so there are many great records that never get heard. No doubt. So, when we were making my record, I remember Larry, I think it was Larry who approached me about singing it. And I'm like, well, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> I like, well, first of all, I got a problem with it. My problem really? is for me, I don't see anybody being sorry about the situation, because number one, you know, I don't, I, I don't agree with the extramarital affair. I, I don't agree with the infidelity. I don't agree yeah. with the story. I know it's yeah. life, but if I'm going to sing it, if I gonna... add the lyrics. No, and no. what I added was, we should have counted up the cost, but instead we got lost okay. in the second and the minute and the no, hour, no, no. because there's a price tag attached to every decision that you make in life. Mm. What you do just doesn't affect you, it affects everybody in your world. You know, dirt is done in the dark. <laughs> no, but no. babe, but, but hey, but, hey, but in, the, in the in the second verse, it says, It's morning, sunlight shines across your sleeping face. See, now the sun has come in, the light of day has come in, and now it exposes what, what was done in the dark. And so now you have to face the consequences. Mm. So for me. I was not singing a celebratory song about infidelity. I was singing a sad song about regret to get right. people to see this is what's going to happen if you do that. Yeah. So. That's- okay.
0: Okay. Because my next question would be like, because I wanted to know, do you did have you retired that song? Because I know you, you know, you predominantly do, you know, gospel uh, today.
1: Well, but, I, retired, but I, I retired. I, I retired all of my R for about seven years. After I met Bishop T.D. Jakes, I was singing on my on my in my church choir on the praise and worship team, okay. still doing R and B, and I was also recording. I was signed to Warner Brothers by that time, okay. and I was working on my next album. Bishop, um, when I when I first heard Bishop T.D. Jakes in person, I, okay, I was on a tour bus coming from somewhere down south, coming back up to Dayton,
2: right. Ooh, the-
1: oh, can you hear me? Can you hear me now?
2: Yeah, yeah you're, okay. good, you're good. It went out for a
1: second. Okay, we're good, we're good. so uh, I'll go back over. We're going to rewind the tape.
0: <laughs> 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 this is why I like to do pre-recorded so I can edit stuff.
1: Okay, you know. so go um, ahead. I was coming some- on the tour bus from somewhere down south uh, right. back up to Dayton and I passed by this church called Solid Rock Church. It's halfway between Dayton and Cincinnati and Monroe, Ohio. And I saw this big sign that said, church anniversary, T.D. Jakes, Rod Parsley, Carolyn Harrell. So me and my guitar player's wife decided we were going to go to this church. So we went and it was was really blessed. I eventually joined that church. I started singing in the choir. And I remember before I joined that church, I wanted my pastors to know who I was and what I did. So right. I, I didn't want to come back and bite them. You know what I mean? Like, whoosh, <laughs> because I joined under under my married name, okay? But I wanted to know that I was Shirley Murdoch and that even though I sing mainstream, God uses me. You know, I, I minister to people with my music, with the songs, and, and I have gospels on all of my records. I bring it into my performances. And so my pastor, I remember Pastor Darlene saying that God spoke to her and said, stay with her. I'm doing something with her. Mm. So am I not only grateful To have pastors that could only Hear God but had a heart to Obey Mm. so the Next year when Bishop came to preach the Anniversary the next year I was Singing on the praise and worship team My pastors had a gathering At their home after And I got a chance to meet Bishop we talked, And I told him my life and who I was and everything And I told him about me never having the opportunity To sing gospel you know I always wanted to be a gospel singer but those doors never opened so he said, well, you know, maybe we might get a chance to do something. So out of that, he invited me to, to start coming and ministering at the Women Thou Art Loose conferences, you know, uh, and, and several of his uh, church choir albums. And he did a Sacred Love Songs uh, CD. I'm a part of Damn. that. I did the title cut, uh, The Lady, Her Lover, and Her Lord, and You Are My Ministry. Beautiful songs. And so um, he said, well, he came to me and said, you say you never had an opportunity to sing gospel. But I started a record label. and Now, here's your opportunity, but you can't do both. So Whoa, I had to make a decision.
0: Oh, I never knew that.
1: Do I, do I stay yeah. with, with r and or do I follow my heart of what I've always wanted to do? So I went to Roger. I said, Raj, I finally have an opportunity to sing gospel and I want to be released from Warner Brothers. And he said, baby, that's what you were doing when I met you. I'm not surprised. And okay. he and Larry went and got me released from Warner Brothers. I was released on paper in December of 98 and they passed away April of 99. Wow. And Roger was happy for me. He, 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 he used to come hear me sing at church, you know. And so and and, and and Roger gave his life to the Lord. Honey, Roger was saved before he left here, honey. Oh, okay? that's good. Okay. So that, that, that gives me that gives me solace when it comes to Larry. I trust him into the hands of God. Because who I can't judge. God only God judges the heart, and and I understand that when they found Larry, he had just just tears streaming down his face. So I know he was sorry. About what was
0: Larry? How, what was Larry like? Because uh, a lot of people may not know that Larry co-wrote "As We Lay" and, and, and a lot of
1: other Larry, songs. L- L- Larry and Roger wrote a lot. A lot of those 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 albums yeah. they co-wrote together. So Larry was a great writer. He mm-hmm. was a, a great manager. He. He like I said, he he grew me up. He looked. He was really like my surrogate father. He really was. And Roger was like my big brother. He was uh, uh, my my producer, my mentor, and um, he was just a, a good guy. And he was funny as heck. <laughs> and and he and they both loved me. You know, I they I know they loved me, and I love them. So, it, again, it was it was heartbreaking to lose them. But again, I would have rather have had them and lost them than to have never had them in my life
0: at all. So. Okay. Yeah, now, but, yeah 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 I want I want to briefly talk about because uh your, your 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 time doing you know um mainstream I, I, they say they call it secular music do we have to use that that word
1: <laughs> I, you know, I like mainstream
0: mainstream now because a lot of people may not know but you had a very very successful mainstream career every time you released an album, you had at least two top ten hits, so yeah. it w- it wasn't like you know you were some one hit wonder. Like you had hits, hits, like really. And, and, you know, and, and it
1: also wasn't like I went to gospel because my career was 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 on the scale. And and and
0: that, and that, and, I, and I wouldn't say that. Like I think a lot of people, I'm a, well, I'm gonna speak for myself. Me being a diehard Shirley Murdoch fan, I remember when I found out that she was starting to do gospel. So I just thought. Man, she she must have seen something in the industry that made her just, you know, wash her hands with the the industry. So I'm glad we're clearing that up because you know, talk about that transition of just going to a you know, because like when you're on a mainstream label, a lot of people may not know, you know, you have a you have big budgets, you have bigger budgets than a lot of, you know, a lot of the gospel artists. The budget's a little bit different,
1: and, and your finances are better too.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so, but now you're doing what. Your, you, you feel your calling is so talk about the difference as far as how you're feeling your your um your mentality you know and where where you are at spiritually during these uh times
1: well first of all i was very happy to finally be able to you know it's like god gave me the desires of my heart that was right. that's what that was what i wanted to do and so i gave up the B or the mainstream so that I could follow follow my heart, you know, my heart's desire, um, and I I stayed away from my music for like about seven years. Now that that the transition now, now, now hold on now, now what you
0: now, real quick? What do you mean by that? You say you stay away from what do you mean?
1: I didn't do I didn't do any I didn't do any any mainstream concerts. Wow. It, it was all gospel. I nothing.
0: hey Shirley hey Shirley that's a lot of money. That you left for the- you know, that's a well, lot
1: my, of my my husband. My husband will take because my husband, you know, I'm just Dale, I'm just saying, like,
0: I'm, that was a lot of money you must left on the table, girl. You, yeah,
1: you and- I, one time somebody called from from Vegas and they want to give me ten thousand dollars if I was singing as we lay. And Dale said, Charlie, you singing as we lay?" I said, "Nope," I said, she said, "Nope." <laughs> so, man, you know, just, just, what what was it? What does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose your soul? So, yeah, you know, the commitment so you for, was committed for me for me you know i i wasn't playing you know what i mean i i always wanted to sing gospel god open that door and i'm, I'm right. walking down this but see the thing is i had to we talked about the transition right the transition wasn't for me to go from art from mainstream to gospel because i always did gospel i never left jesus okay
2: the transition
1: was for everybody else to get to know me to get to understand the areas of me that maybe they did not know to get acquainted with shirley shirley who's who's a christian who loves god who who seeks to please him and everything in her life now do i make mistakes absolutely we all do but Mm -hmm. my heart my heart was always to please god and so i stayed away from because i stayed away from from my, from concerts all that for like 7 years and i have gospel albums i, I started doing gospel recordings okay yes. and so um i remember right around the time when when kelly price did as relay is, is 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 when i was making that that transition i remember telling her i said Kelly, i said i'm leaving i'm leaving uh, i'm leaving mainstream i said um, and I, I i had a bottle of water it was just just symbolic I said, I'm passing the baton to you. Do you understand what I mean? And she said, Yes. So, in other words, to still represent, you know, represent somebody who loves God, even though you're in mainstream, representing being the being the being salt and being light, you know.
0: Whoa, whoa. So, you're telling me like prior to, you know, because that song reached, when Kelly Price recovered that song, it reintroduced that song to another younger audience, another audience. Let's just say that. So, you're telling me that. Prior to the release of that song, like you gave her, you basically just well, gave her. This happened. There was a, there was a conversation, so to this, speak.
1: I'm tell you where where it happened. She invited me to come and be a part of her video for As We Lay. If you look at the video, I'm in the very beginning. She and I are having a conversation. i picked yeah, her yeah, mom. Yeah. Right, right. And I, and I, I get to say, baby, I know you think you love this man, but God's not gonna give you somebody.
0: I, I else remember. Touch I remember. I
1: remember. So we, we, we were in the, in the, in the trailer, you know, yeah. getting makeup and everything like that. And that's when I told her. And I said, do you know what I mean? And she said, yes. So, and you know, so there are, there are many people that I knew in mainstream who love God, Regina Bell, Howard Hewitt. So, right. uh, Faith Evans, who I, you know, I've had conversations with and to know where they are, you know, even though they're in mainstream, right. I know where their heart is, you know? What else? What else? And so, so for me, um, so I, I I left and I started, I did my first gospel album under Bishop T.D. Jakes' label. It was called Home. The second, the second uh, album I did was on Ty Scott, which is one of the oldest black owned record companies oh. in, in the country. Okay. And uh, it was called Soul Food. And then my, my, the the last gospel album I did with, with uh, Ty Scott is called The Journey Live. And I, I invited some of my good girlfriends to be a part of that. So Regina Bell is on that, Bradley Ooh. Crawford is on that, and Kelly Price is on there. We do, you know, we're doing, singing a song with each of them, and wow. then we all come together at the very end and do this beautiful song called "Someday." So anyway, um, so as I'm as I'm uh doing gospel, I started opportunities start coming again for me to do mainstream. It started with just do, there's a, a plus size woman's store called Ashley Stewart, Kelly Price, myself. They still have that store. They yeah, don't, yeah 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 oh. so kelly price myself and Dottie peoples we w- when they would have a new store we came in they would split us up and send us to different cities and we would do the store openings okay. so when the people got wind that i was coming to a particular city right. they were like okay this is this, this shirley Murray, shirley Murray, as we lay shirley Murat, is she gonna sing as we lay and i got to think that hmm should i sing as we lay so <laughs> So I would I went in and I, you know, did where my, my little spill was for the store. And then I was, I would, I, I, opened up, I started off with a beautiful song by Kirk Parr called Um Uh For Every Mountain. <laughs> so that kind of set the atmosphere for every mountain. And then I said, wait a minute, I got in my back in the day people here. And they are like, back in the day. And I started okay. giving y'all the back in the day test. So I would sing a little bit of uh, Going Without You, a little bit of husband and, and different songs. Ooh. And so, and then, and then I, I, then I, the last song I would sing was a song called "Dream," mm. like the fact that God, God cannot lie. No the word God has spoken over your life, you know, He's going to watch over His word to perform it. And then, and I would just invite people to give their lives to the Lord right there in the store. And people are in between these racks, crying and giving their lives to the Lord. And so, what I learned from that was God was showing me how to use everything. He was giving me the wisdom how to how to take everything my my whole history you know the music the songs the story and put them in such a way where people can get the message just like people people who might have thought As We Lay was all about As We Lay sleeping around but to be able to bring that word to that that truth you Mm -hmm. know to it and say no it's about consequences and you can you can use this lesson. all kind of areas of your life, not just whether that go to sleep with somebody. You ain't got no business right, sleep with. Right, right, with. But you know, just consequences and yeah. choices, and knowing that you know, don't make a permanent decision based upon a temporary situation. Temporarily, it feels good, but what about when when sunlight shines across your sleeping <laughs> face? <laughs> and so, so what I learned was that I mean, the Bible talks about how Jesus said he's going to make he, he would make his disciples fishers of men. Fishers of men. So to be a fisher of men, a good oh, wow. fisherman. A good fisherman, baby. Got all kinds of bait in his tackle, right? Depending on yeah. what you're trying to catch. So, to have this opportunity to, so God, God, when you sacrifice something to God, it's like he'll hold it in the layaway for you. <laughs> I like you it. It's like putting money in the bank and it game interest. Yeah. <laughs> he gave me the wisdom on how to use everything because he, nothing's wasted. See, my journey, he's not going to use just gospel, he's going to use my my journey right. to be able to help somebody else, you know? And so um I love it when I can go to a venue and I get a chance to I love it when I when I when I'm when I'm when I'm ministering in church. I love it when I'm when I'm ministering outside the four walls of the church. Right. We're having an opportunity to 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 entertain people with all those favorite songs but then to end it with what do you do when you've done all you can and Seems like it's never enough. Oh, and what do you say when your friends turn away and you're all alone? You just stand when there's nothing left to do. You stern, watch the Lord, watch Him see you through. Yes, after you've done all you can, you just stand. People need that. Yes. They yes. Need that. I out, so I, I see. Ooh. It's amazing. See, so I, see I, it I,
0: great was, great. I would just uh, see you. Just you just put on an amazing performance. Thank you so much. I I wanted to see if I could get like. A, a, a verse of more than a conqueror. Like I love that. <laughs> oh,
1: that song. I am more than a conqueror. You know that one. I love that one. I've been playing that, that one all day. I So much more, much more than a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror through Christ. Oh man, you you really did your homework. <laughs> yeah, there. yeah. That, I've been I've been I've been
0: jamming at <laughs> that one. I, like I said. You know, I'm 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 as I'm getting older and I'm getting more, you know, uh, back in, in touch with my, my spiritual side. Um, I, I'm really loving your output of gospel music, man. I'm, I mean, like I said, I'm not going to pretend like I'm the I'm the gospel connoisseur, but <laughs> I love your music. I love the uh, I I love the music that you do. As far as where you went, the direction that you went, and as far as gospel, like I'm, I, I can't even I, I can't complain. You know, at and first, know what? at first <laughs> I'm like, come back, come back to R and B. But I was younger. But as I'm older, I'm like, I'm, I'm that, that, I, I understand the decision.
1: You know? Yeah, but you know what? It's like, but God is opening the door because even with um, the new song. The, the Curtis Mayfield read. Talk about it. Let's, let's, just, let's just go <laughs> ahead and
0: get into because you even want to talk about let's talk. So you got a new single out, People Get Ready. It's the uh it's a it's a cover of the 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 the, the famous People Get Ready by uh um Curtis Mayfield yeah. and the impressions.
1: impressions yeah, so yeah. so we'll
0: talk about that sure. Let's go. Let's go.
1: Because people, you know we again I said because of everything that's going on in 2020. you yeah. wanted to 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 put something into the atmosphere that would that would combat all that vitriol and all that, all the, the, the bad things that were going on, yeah. put something in the airways that would promote unity and healing and help. Mm. And so, you know, the words that we speak are spirit and life. You can either speak, you know, you either you're speaking death or you speak speaking life, you know? And so I, wondered, I, I felt that there was, I, I need to speak life into the airwaves, into the atmosphere, into the hearing of the people. So they would have songs that would encourage them. You know, people are people going through depression during during COVID, you know, PTSD, you know, just all a, a plethora of emotions. And I, I have an audience that will hear from me, you know, the uh who who would hear, amen, bless your heart, who will hear a, a word from God, who will hear a word of inspiration. You know, and so I wanted to, I wanted to, I felt like God was moving me back on purpose with purpose, but I knew it had to be his timing, not mine. I was not going to do it on my own. It had to be God moving and moving, shifting things so that it would, I I would, it will be a smooth, a smooth, uh, a a smooth transition. So that's just the beginning. You know, that's, that's the first song of a a project we're calling the working title was called life songs, songs about life, whether it's, whether it's praise and worship, whether it's, whether it's a sacred love song to 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 rekindle those feelings of when love was new, we need that in our lives. You know, we're are we're, we're multifaceted, and I it you know I I hate that music is always in such these boxes: gospel, jazz, uh, uh, um, country, you yeah. know, uh, rap. You know, I I want to do like a one-stop shop kind of <laughs> where you can come in and get what you need. If, if you need inspiration. I've got something for you. If you need something funky, I got something for you. Oh, you know, just, just all yeah. those areas of of music that that the journey that my life has taken, I want to put this on a, you know, in a on a, on 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 a CD where you can just go get what you need. It's like like a buffet, you know what I mean? Just yeah. Go get what you yeah. need. But <laughs> I, I praise God because he's orchestrated this and he's opened the door. I do that when he opened the door. If it was God, I there would be no fight. Mm -hmm. I would have to explain it because even though even though I am a preacher, I am an evangelist. I'm called to to look to go look for the lost wherever they are and and to love them into the kingdom, to love them into into their purpose and their destiny. You know, but I think it's important to like I said, I have an audience who were, you know, the people who like who who grew up on As We Lay. They like 50 or 60 years old now, many of them, you know, and their lives have-
0: And in their 40s too. Don't forget about, right, right. Don't forget about the guys and, in their 40s. Right. And, <laughs> and
1: like you said, you know, getting getting more in touch with, you know, your relationship with God. Oh, and God. so I've got music for that. You know, I that's my audience. I can I can tell you about God. And and you will hear that because we have a relationship after all of these years, you know. And then I'm discovering that the uh, like I, I've gone on Clubhouse, right? yeah i I saw i saw
0: i saw that what is what (laughs) in the world is shirley Murdoch talking about on clubhouse come on
1: talking to my young people that's right because you know what i think i think um because there has to be an exchange from generation to generation and when you look at it like a a runner in a relay race
2: yeah
1: the person that's running up on you has got the got got the got the, the, the baton or like you know us, a us, uh, older generation, we, we got some wisdom. We got a little something, something for you. And Amen. we're holding it in our hand and we want to pass it on to you. But while you're in front, you're still running and we're coming up behind you. And you got your hand back ready to grab it. We've got our hand forward ready to hand it to you. But at some point, you have to h- run together holding it at the same time. Amen. Otherwise, you drop it. So we have to find ways, whether it be Clubhouse, <laughs> whether it be the Graham or whatever, yeah. we have to connect so that we can make this exchange so I can share those things that Roger and Larry sh- shared with me. And, and that's and what we're doing here. That's
0: only- what that's what we're doing here, bridging you the see? generations. You see? know,
1: And so we have to find a way to do that. And I think that for my generation, we have to not be so judgmental right. of the younger people, because I really do believe that every generation deserves to express their truth in mm-hmm. their language
2: mm-hmm.
1: might not be my language like mama them didn't like our music either yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, but it, it may not be our language but there's i can give them something and, and i can glean from them if, if we come together we can all walk away better you know right. you know they're they're innovative you know whereas you know we we did things so meticulously when we were creating, but they learn how to do it just like that, you know. And so if I take us three years to make a record. It, hun, they got 15 records out in three years. <laughs> but I mean, there's this exchange that we can make if we do it and we come together with first of all with, with with an appreciation for the gifts that we've all been given. And and if you have a conversation, listen, you can't hate nobody once you know their story. So, so, you know, it may not be my story. I mean, I may not have the kind of struggle that some of these young women might have, you know, um, or, or, or go through the things that they go through in relationships, you know, in, in my time. You know, and I've been married for almost 33 years. So I know a lot has changed in the dating world you know, <laughs> since then. So, but, you know, if, if I can listen, I can understand their story and understand why they are the way they are or why they're doing the, what they're doing. But I can also bring some wisdom and say, baby, let me tell you something, honey, honey, you are, you are valuable. Right. You are valuable. You are God's daughter and you deserve to be treated like this in this particular way. You know, you you're better than that than to be somebody's side piece. You know, you mm-hmm. are you are daughter of the most high king. So why are you kissing on frogs? You see what I'm saying? So Now you, you
0: now, surely I, I, I got to slow I got to stop you cuz did you have this zeal back then for 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 the Lord like you know cuz you you're very passionate when you yes. was recording like you know those those early uh, Electra Warner Brother uh, years. You know, did you have that? Were you able to um, convey uh, your, your your passion to the other uh, artists? You know, I, I don't know, you know, singers in in that community. You know, how was that?
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you asked any other that that new okay? Like I remember, um, my girl, um, Adele Gibbons, comedian.
2: Oh, yeah the comedian
1: yeah that's my friend i love her okay she's funny,
2: she's funny. and
1: i remember i was doing i was doing the uh this 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 tom jordan event and i was singing a song that i wrote i love me better than that and she was like MCing, and she said like y'all shirley ain't just now doing gospel <laughs> this this been shirley y'all ever since i've known her you see i i'm just I'm, I'm i'm just who i am i don't act one way in the in the in the mainstream and act a different way in church like i said before What you see is what you get. Now, I've grown in my relationship, of course. So I'm older and I'm wiser, and it's been a wonderful journey. But have I always been on fire for the Lord? Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. Um, I remember praying for a girl in the the kitchen of a club in uh, in St. Paul, Minnesota. She gave her life back to the Lord. I was Mm. doing R&B. So I mean, I've I've, I've always been authentically who I am, and I've I've never been ashamed or, Mm. or hid who I was. So, but, but as I've grown in my relationship, I understand the call of my life better now than I did when I was in my twenties. I'll be, I'll be 64 years old in May. So wow. I've, I've grown. I, I understand, I understand my journey better. You know what I mean? And I understand the call of my life wow. and I understand the, my purpose. You know so i'm walking i'm walking in the freedom of my purpose so when i even when i when i, when I went when i stopped doing my, my my mainstream music and i was doing only gospel there was a, a i had to to find my way in the gospel arena mm. i i had to learn there was a difference between the gospel industry and the church
0: now talk about that because i've heard someone mention that before talk a little bit about that
1: the gospel industry is that's just that's the record business okay right and I now, remember, is it is it is
0: it is it similar to the mainstream you know it smaller
1: smaller scale smaller scale okay. but i remember not feeling so welcomed coming from mainstream mm. i didn't I, I didn't get the warm and fuzzies okay <laughs> but there were people like yolanda adams and beverly crawford and different ones who embraced me okay um but but see, but they, they didn't know me.
0: But why is that? Why, why do artists well,
1: you know, I, I, and, and, and In country music, in country music, country, country music, it's only gospel that... No, that but that's what that. I'm, I'm saying. Why why. why? why? I don't why is know it? why. I, I, I wish I could tell you why. I don't know why. I mm. think some of it is fear. Some of it is fear that you're going to go out there and you're going to cut the food and you're going to lose your salvation. Okay? But... In in country music, you know a lot of country music. Who do country artists who do gospel gospel songs, and they don't get any flack at all. But I think I think some of it is because when I told you that gospel music, when you look at the industry, it's it's a it's a very very sliver. It's not a it's not big, smaller wow. industry. So if you got all these people, let's say you got ninety nine people on a ship, okay, but but the ocean's big, but but okay, in a dinghy, okay? Let's say a dinghy. So if, if, you're, if you're in this dinghy, and everything you've ever done in your life is conducive to this dinghy, and somebody gonna come over and jump on the dinghy, oh, you wanna make sure that they mean this thing, because it's right, all my right, right. got. We yeah, ain't playing yeah. with this, so don't come over here playing with this. And I understand that, yeah. I really do. So they had to get to know me. Mm-hmm. So as I stayed away from my music, those seven years, right. I think it gave them an opportunity to not, that always equate Shirley Murdoch with As We Lay, Shirley Murdoch with with those songs, right? But but it's it's so funny because they still do because like, I, I, I was just about I to say no. song, that, I was they just they about it to that say song, right? <laughs> but but it's it's all good. But I think they over the years they've gotten to know me, they've gotten yeah. to know my heart, they've gotten to see the, my walk with the Lord, and to see that I that I'm for real and I mean it with all my heart, you yeah. know. And, but but God but God has opened up the door once again I, I'll, I'll share this one this one thing as these doors started open up again I remember getting an email from a, a, a prophetic website and it was called the Elijah list okay. and the topic of the of the of the email said because I was praying like God I want to make sure this is you i want to go, go on my own when you say go then I I, I feel okay about going wow. the title said God says permission granted <laughs> Did you hear what I said?
0: Yeah, God said permission God granted God
1: says permission granted So for me, it was just confirmation And I just, I just allowed him to, in the Holy Spirit To navigate me through the waters Of how to do this And, and it's like, I was always doing this Even when I was doing mainstream But now I, I, I'm doing it on purpose With purpose, with understanding <laughs> Of knowing that he gifted me And gave me this gift To to share my gift and to share him right wherever he plants me. So I got a question.
0: No, it makes perfect sense. So uh, my question to you, Shirley, if you could do it all over again, would you do it the same way?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Why is that? If you, it, because if you change anything, I wouldn't be who I am. You know, every, I, your life's experience, everything you've gone through, the good, the bad, the ugly, the hurts, the ups, the downs, all of this makes you who you are today. I would not be the person I would. I think if even if I had not been misunderstood or church hurt, the bowels of my compassion would not be enlarged. you (laughs) know, I think that the wounded recognize the wounded. I know what it's like to be misunderstood. I know what it's like to be church hurt. But I also know what it's like to be healed. I know what it's like to forgive. I know what it's like to let go. I know, you know, so. It's my journey. You know, and that's why I named that last, that last CD, The Journey, because it was, it's a combination of the journey of yeah. everything that I've gone through, the combination of everything I've experienced, still experiencing, yet to experience. And, you know, I'll keep on having this journey until the day I take my last breath, you know. But until that day, I want to keep sharing the word, sharing songs, sharing words of encouragement, you know, to give hope to the hopeless, no somebody God. that feels worthless to let them know that you are so valuable, you are to die for. And that's exactly God loved you so much. He sent his only son to do just that, to reconcile you back into a relationship with him. No. And when you get back into a relationship with him, now he can put you on this path that will lead you right to your right to your destiny. And it's, now, a, now, it's, you know, a, it's been a journey. Now, how long
0: have you been a, a pastor?
1: My, my my husband and I have been pastoring the praying for you um, um, uh, ministry. That's our that's our church without walls. The ministry itself has been going on for about 13 years, but within the uh, but I came in as co-pastor for the last last few years. He's a senior pastor, okay. and uh, he's also an assistant pastor at our brick and mortar church in Springfield, Ohio. The church he grew up in, uh, Second Baptist Church in Springfield. So, but the uh, praying for you just started <laughs> off with just every Wednesday at noon to one Eastern standard we put on Facebook, you know, uh, prayer wall is open. Anybody need prayer. Yeah. You know, people it's going on, isn't it?
0: Isn't it going on right now?
1: He's actually on, he's actually on the, uh, Bible study. We call it the, uh, the Bible yeah. expedition yeah, and so, I wouldn't be there, but I'm talking to you. I was just <laughs> by, So thanks.
0: So thank you again. I thank you again for no just problem. for, for no blessing problem. us with your, for blessing us with your presence, because this is, this is one for for the ages, right here. You know, I I, I really appreciate this on behalf
2: My of My this pleasure.
0: Podcast. So, you know, as we about to, um, you know, about to wrap this thing up. Is there anything you would like to share? We know you got this new single coming out. People get ready. We got a name for the album yet?
1: We're working on it. We're working on it. We're definitely it. working on it. Um, let's see. Um, I'm, I'm working also working on a book. Uh, okay. Excuse me. Uh, I, uh, uh, I'm calling it Cheryl's Pearls.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: And it's now you got it, like, You got a name. So you got a name for that book. It's kind of like those isms, like things I heard my mother used to say. You know, all those those wise those wise things, like <laughs> stuff like you know, all eyes closed, yeah. ain't sleep. Uh-oh,
0: that's a that's, <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's that. a that's a that's an old one right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Some things like yeah. that, different quotes. You know what I mean? Um, you okay. know something Bishop Jake said. He said. Um, if you just dis- if you despise the don't despise the process or you'll abort the purpose. Mm. So just just things like that, you know. Now, I, I want to ask
0: this. I want to ask this before we get out of here. Now, do you still have relationships? You know, are your relationships in the music uh, industry? Are they lean more towards the um, artists in the gospel arena, or is it kind of balance?
1: Balance, balance. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's pretty balanced. Like um. Like genuine is my boy.
0: Oh, he <laughs> he's right up, right up the, right up the street.
1: Silk. Um, I talked to, um, I talked, I talked to, to various ones. I don't want to put them yeah. out there, but I no, do, no, it's, okay, it's and, okay. And I get a chance to, you know, to share with them. And I actually do uh, send out devotionals uh, every day. I'm up to like about maybe like 350 people that I send them out to. Gotcha. And I also on, on my my new YouTube channel, you guys. I want you to to subscribe to my YouTube channel.
0: Now, what's the name of that? You what's the name of that YouTube? Plug?
1: If you go to IG, if you go to plug IG YouTube channel. My IG is a uh, at Shirley Murdoch the number four real for the number four R E A L. There's a link right there that'll take you to my YouTube channel, and I do an inspirational every every week for that as well. And we're putting up new, new content. And so, if you do uh, like it and subscribe, then you'll be the first to know when stuff is happening. I'll tell oh, you down. first, oh, and down. you can also find me on um on on Twitter at shirley murdoch i have a facebook page and our ministry page is praying p-r-a-y-i-n-g the number four y-o-u.org and so we like we have a um, the bible exp- expedition going on now it's uh it started off with just wednesday prayer people would either go to our facebook page and put their prayer request down or they'll call into the free conference call right. but it grew into uh more more services we got christian education we have, we call Bob, Books of the Bible. Okay. We got late night, late night Bible study. Friday nights at midnight, uh, one of our pastors, Pastor Oliver, he's, he, we have midnight prayer. So people who might find themselves, you know, getting ready to make a bad decision or people who may just feel really down and out, just really need prayer. We're, we're available to now, pray do for you. you
0: so. Now, do you guys have like, um you know, like couples ministry and things like, cause you know, you've been married for 33 years and I feel like, you know, you, you and Dale have a lot of you know, advice that you guys can offer to, you know, people that's getting married and, and people that are, you know, possibly, you know, currently We have
1: reti- opportunities where we minister together, you know, and, um and, and, and do just that. Um, uh, And I think, I think that it, I think we, we're, we're, we're going to start doing more and more of that because you, like you said, we do have a lot to share. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And so, you know, he's my riding partner. He he's my ride or die. You know, the, the Lord hooked me up with a good brother. I tell you.
0: <laughs> now 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 now, I, I keep saying before we get out of here, but I, I gotta ask this question because I I, I, <laughs> oh, I, I,
1: I I just you're I, all night. To, <laughs> I just recently talked to I
0: just recently talked to Dale, and I wanted to ask, and he and, and he and he said I should ask you. Now that song, husband, we didn't talk about that. That's one of my one of one of my favorite Shirley Murdoch songs. Now was that song, husband, was that about Dale? No okay i'm just i'm saying the inspiration
1: no 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 listen to the words it says my desire for you is strong but i won't do wrong you're that lady's husband neither Dell or i were married when we got together oh that was it Husband is 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 like a follow up to as we lay. If you find yourself in the as we lay situation, making a bad decision, right. now you have an opportunity to take that wisdom and make a better decision. There's a, there's a song that Dale and I sang in our wedding called "Spin My Whole Life." That's we on we that album. That's, that's on that okay, second but, album, but now, now, That was actually on one of the earlier Zap records,
2: it and I redid ass. it.
1: Yes, I it redid was it. Was and put it on my "One on Point of View" album. And so, yeah. and, and, and so and whenever I can get him, you know, when he's not out with I Zap, never knew the
0: male, I never, I always wondered, like, who was the male uh, co-lead on that song? I just, I just recently found out. I had no idea it was him.
1: It was Dale, right. But on the original, it was Greg Jackson from Zap who actually sung it on the Zap record. Wow. That's so, yeah, cool. we sing it together and, like, if I've got a concert and, and I can get him to come out with me when he doesn't have a gig with Zap. I'll i start it off and say, ladies and gentlemen, from the group Zap, my husband Dale Anthony Degroat, and so we they, they get that little that little extra.
0: Okay, I'll, I'm sorry for make for, for for you know mixing the inspiration. I I just figured oh, you no know no always problem. always wanted to know no, like okay, the, ins- the inspiration. I'm
1: gonna help you out. Talk, See, talk you thought me. a husband because Dale was my husband. Yeah, yeah, husband. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's <laughs> why. I, that's why I thought so. So anyway, Shirley. It's been an honor having you on a platform. Hopefully, you know, when the country opens up, we will get to see you perform live. We know you got some great music coming out and you have really taken very uh, great care of your voice. So thank you for just stopping by and uh, talking, pleasure. With us, talking with us.
2: You know, it's my it's- pleasure.
1: I, I, everybody, do us do what we need to do so we can stop this spread because I want to come back outside and play. <laughs> I, I, miss the concerts, I miss the live performances, I absolutely do. So let's let's do what we have to do. It, it, we just have to do it for a little while, not forever, just a little while. We can stop the spread, then we can all come back out. We can hug again. Oh, my god, there gosh. we go. I want to so, hear that voice. <laughs> you know what? I was able to hug my sister for the first time in over a year because no we, we were both vaccinated. <laughs> I said, I said, wait a minute. I can hug you now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. Well, we get, we're getting back to some some uh, sense of uh, normalcy. So hopefully, yeah. you know, we will be seeing you out there. So again, I'm Malak Arif. This is Bridget, the Generation <laughs> Podcast. And we have the one, the only Mrs. Shirley Murdoch. We signing out. You take care. You have a great night. Love you and
2: God bless.
1: God bless everybody. Take care.
2: All right. Bye. <laughs> <Take
1: care. laughs>